Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with TV host, interviewer, podcaster, entrepreneur, YouTuber, Chris Van Vliet, faster than his new YouTube channel, CVV Clips is growing. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. It's Logan, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Fast Friends. It's Tuesday. It's all new episode. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to first say thank you for listening. I would not be able to do this podcast and put this out into the world if you didn't listen to it. I've also heard a lot of feedback. The most constructive feedback that I get most commonly is it's not fast. And so what you'll see, uh, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to set a timer for myself. You'll see this in this episode and just try to figure out, am I doing a better job of fencing myself in? You know, hit me up. Tell me what you think. Uh, You can tweet me. You can send me an email. Logan at fastfriendspodcast.com. You can text the podcast. Just let us know. Let us know what you think. We're here for you. This week's episode, I am very excited about none other than Chris Van Vliet, podcaster, YouTube host, just all around nice guy. We talk about so many fun things like the things that he has in common with Sean Mendez, uh, his first on-air job, everything down to what he brings to the table if he was in a boy band. So take a listen. Let us know what you think. If you love it or don't, leave us a review. We would love to get some more reviews out there and get this podcast in front of more eyes. Thank Thank you so much, you guys. Chris, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Logan, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the plug on the CBV Clips channel, too. Of course, yeah. If you guys go subscribe today, you'll get a free gift in the mail. Wow. It'll be a we, COVID test. We, d- <laughs> we don't know how to find your address, but uh, mm. if you subscribe, we'll send you a free gift somehow. Yeah, we'll get it there. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> the magic of the internet. We are, this is, uh, we're very close right now. This is the, I haven't done an in-person interview in... To a year. Oh, aren't they so much better? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But it's weird too, right? Uh, <laughs> like no, it's so much better because like before COVID happened, I'd never done an interview virtually before. Yeah. So like when it happened, I was like, I didn't even have Zoom on my computer and people were like, you know, like you should download Zoom so we can all chat and hang out. I'm like, <laughs> we could all FaceTime. We did like one of those like 27 person FaceTimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so much better in person. You can feel someone's energy. You can talk to them, look in their eyes. Yeah, I love it. It, it is. It is uh, I started this podcast, I guess, between waves of COVID. So almost all of mine have been virtual interviews. Oh, well, then now you're breaking I've had like the, three or four in person. That's breaking it. into the in-person thing now. Yeah, I, I like it. it. I like it, though. Me too. Yeah. We're live at the Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis. So if you hear a little background noise, it's... Wrestling fans getting rowdy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this podcast. It's, it's my pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, I'll give you just a quick overview of how the podcast works. Okay. There are three rounds. It's very structured, very professional. Okay. Uh, the first round is called the fast forward round. So I will set a timer for 20 minutes. And I'll have 20 minutes to ask you as many questions as I can about you and your background okay. to get to know you. The second round is called the five for five round. This doesn't seem like your wheelhouse, but I'll explain it to you that it's named after an Arby's culinary deal from the 1990s where you could get five roast beef sandwiches for $5. Wow. That's a what great a deal. deal. Yeah. Did you have Arby's in Canada? Uh, no. Yeah. I don't think so. No. Probably better. The only thing I think of when I think of Arby's is there's that Simpsons commercial or Simpsons episode. Yeah. Where Millhouse is like, I'm so hungry I could eat at Arby's. Yeah. That's <laughs> doing like a Lord of the Flies thing. Yeah. I wait, have you ever had Arby's then? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. When I first moved to the US, so two thousand ten, 
I dove into like all of the things we didn't have in Canada. Sure. And I like KFC had this thing where it was like, it was called the Double, Double Down. down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love that you knew it before I even said it. <laughs> I just moved to the States and I was like, oh, I got to get a Double Down. Yeah. And then like, I'd never been to a Golden Corral before. Uh, I'd never been to Shake Shack before. Of course, in and out that's not here, but on the West Coast, whenever right. I went there. So I like took it all in, including mm-hmm. Arby's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was your blood pressure and cholesterol <laughs> after that? It's probably terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I saw this thing actually just this morning on Instagram. Somebody posted a picture of like the American section of an uh, a, of a grocery store in Ireland. It was like an in cap display, yeah. and it was like just terrible junk food. And I was like, I would. That's ex- that's all I need. If I go to the grocery store, that's like what I get. And I think. When did that happen? Like, when did that become a thing? I think probably in the eighties. And I think it became a thing. This is just my speculation because like moms and stuff were working and dads were working mm-hmm. a lot. And so it became like very quick. So it was like, how are we making yeah, this very t- fast? But TV dinners yeah. became a thing. And like canned things, you know, like we would have like Chef Boyardee ravioli. And stuff. Yeah, me you know too. What I mean? Oh, so yeah. much of it. Yeah. And like, I don't get me wrong. I love Lucky Charms and Golden Grams and oh, yeah. all that stuff. You know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and I could just keep listing off amazing cereals. <laughs> but like the idea that you give your kids a bowl of sugar in mm-hmm. the morning is mm-hmm. like so bizarre to me. Yeah. I remember distinctly like in elementary school, um, we had something called the I-Step test. I grew up in Indiana and it was like Indiana statewide testing for educational pro- progress. I don't know why I remember that. But so it was every year and it basically was like a standardized test that would tell you how you're performing, uh, you know, compared to kids around the state. And my mom would be like, you got to get up early. You got to eat breakfast. Like you'd have like brain food and it would be like an ego waffle. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm going to crash. And like, you know, now yeah, that I look now. back, I'm like, oh, no wonder I wanted to take a nap during the I step test. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, that was like, I, that's just what they did. You know, They're like, I don't yeah. know if they didn't know any better. It's like when people would like smoke cigarettes all the time. Right. And then like you learn more about it. I don't know. Yeah. Like the, the smoking was okay for you. Yeah. I mean, they used to do it on planes and stuff. When oh, I, worked at, I, re- I was on those planes. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. I remember as a kid being on like international <laughs> flights and just like walk in and like a haze of smoke. Yeah. I never did that because I I was really old by the time I flew. But mm. I worked in an advertising agency that had a tobacco client and they still had, this was like in 2010, they still had a floor in the building where you could smoke. Wow. Like, because they would come for meetings and stuff. I yeah. feel like I cut off. Like yeah. so it was five for five, and then what was the oh, last? Oh yes, I'm round? sorry. I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. No. Uh, the last round, we'll use this awesome paper for, uh, fortune teller, Amazing. and it'll reveal a quick activity that we'll play, <laughs> and then we'll end with a friend request where I'm basically going to ask you, like, you know, if uh, based on our time that we spent together, how do you feel? Like, would you be my friend if I sent you a friend request? Ooh, okay. Stakes are high for me. The pressure is for me. I feel like they're low for you. I don't know. I don't know. I think I feel like it's high for both of us. Okay. All right. Thank God I had a bowl of sugar cereal this morning. Um, <laughs> any questions before we jump in? No, fire away. Awesome. I'm going to set the timer because I have a tendency to talk a long time. Ooh, so when this goes off. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Timer starts. Oh, okay. So it. my first question is you grew up in Pickering, Ontario, Canada, if my research is correct, which is also the home of Sean Mendez. Yes. We what? went to the same high school. I, I did see that. Not probably a little different yeah. times. Uh, what... <laughs> What's in the water there? Mm, well, the nuclear power plant mm-hmm. is right there. So mm-hmm. that's what's in the water. Yeah. The Pickering nuclear power plant is... Uh, There's a beach right by there from what I saw. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. Mm-hmm. And I actually frequented that beach, yeah. especially like, in the summer most of the time. Not yeah. a beach where you would like lay out because literally the power plant was just to your left <laughs> yes. if you were sitting on the beach. It was funny though because growing up we would... <laughs> 
we would do these like nuclear evacuation like oh sure tests mm-hmm. like um if the if the power plant were to ever blow up we would like you know oh everybody would have to get in the bus and then I'm thinking really I don't know if that would be no. the case but we were in the blast zone because we were so close <laughs> like the power plant was I don't know. I'm going to talk Canadian here, like three kilometers away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. So that's what's in the water. Okay. The nuclear power plant, I love fishing, and I would fish next to the nuclear power plant a lot in Lake Ontario. Did you eat the fish? No, I I, I don't really eat a lot of uh, fish that I catch. Yes, I'll catch and release. But the thing is, the the lake's pretty cold for most of the year. Yeah. It's one of the great lakes, Lake Ontario. Yeah. But they would use the water from the lake to cool... Uh, man, I'm probably getting this all wrong. I'm not a nuclear <laughs> physicist, by the way. But they would cool like the things in the power plant oh, sure. using the lake water, and then the outflow would be really warm. Yeah. So all of these fish in like January, February, and March were sitting right by the power plant because the water was like 60 degrees there, sure. where the rest of the lake's like 30. Yeah. So we would fish there in like the cold times of the year. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's interesting. I was I was surprised to see that you went to the same high school as him. That's uh, I was surprised to see that too. Yeah. What's your earliest childhood memory? I have this memory of being in my bedroom and my dad coming in before he went to work. My dad worked at Lufthansa, the German airline, okay. for his entire career, like okay. forty years, which had the added benefit of like we got to fly around the world sure. on standby a lot and, and smoke. And smoke on planes, yes, yeah, so, as a child. That's my earliest memory, mm-hmm. smoking on a plane. <laughs> but I remember my dad coming in before work. He would, uh, he just came in and like, I remember him picking me out of like a crib or something. So I would have been three, maybe. Sure. And I don't, there's not much more to the memory, but I remember him picking me out of the crib and he was wearing like a shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. And then he must have gone off to work. And my dad, he's amazing. My dad is 71 years old now. But he would walk every single day to the train station, which was very close to the Pickering nuclear power plant. Okay. He would walk to the GO train station like 20 minutes each way, no matter what the weather was. Oh, And then and he I, took yeah. the train into the city every single day. Okay. And that was his like thing. That yeah. was like my dad loves like routines. That sure, was sure. his thing. Sure. But yeah, that's one of, that's my earliest memory for sure. Okay. Okay. I read a story about, um, a, like you got a Fisher price cassette recorder as a mm-hmm. gift mm-hmm. at that point. <laughs> did you know that like, Oh, this is what I love. Like I love recording. I love bright, obviously probably didn't know what broadcasting was, but like, I love this. And I, and like, do you think it was that early for you? I was four years old when I got that tape yeah. recorder. And I just remember like mimicking the radio host that I heard on the radio. Mm-hmm. I, I loved listening to Blue Jays baseball. Okay. Tom Cheek and Jerry Howarth were the Blue Jays radio announcers. And I remember like we had a jungle gym in our backyard as well. And I we used to climb up top like I was in the press box. Yeah. And I would <laughs> I be like, that. Blue Jays baseball is on the air. <laughs> so I, I just knew I loved performing. Yeah. And I knew I loved that idea of like becoming a character, becoming like the best version of yourself. I mean, as I started to grow up, it felt like a real long shot to even try to be on TV. Yeah. But I also realized that that was something I wanted to at least attempt to do. Sure. I hated the idea of being someone who didn't like going to their job. And that really, really scared me when I was in college. Yeah. And I had this epiphany in my senior year of college where I woke up one day and I was having the best time in college. Lived with four of my best friends. And, you know, in college, you kind of decide, do I feel like going to class today or not? I don't know. (laughs) Correct. Probably not. (laughs) Uh, 1030 class. That's way too early. Mm -hmm. And then one day in my senior year, it was like the end of September. 
And it hit me like a ton of bricks that I was going to go have to work after we graduated for the rest of our lives. Right. And I just did a long time. Right. (laughs) And when you're 21 years old, you don't have any perception of what the rest of your life feels like. Yeah. Because you only have memories of 17 years of your life or something. So I just decided in that moment, I wanted to at least attempt at the very least to enjoy my job. Yeah. And so you're like, this is it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try. Um, what a quick question about high school. Mm. I'm going to relate it to, cause we went to high school in the same, I'll say era, you and I, Sure. uh, with, if you as a high schooler were added to the original American pie script, <laughs> which character would you be the most like? Man, that is a fascinating question. <laughs> Thank you. I love that movie. I feel like we all have a little bit of Jim in us. Sure. And I think that's the whole point of the movie, right? Is, is that like Jim is this awkward guy kind of figuring out where he fits in like his high school, where he fits with relationships, where he fits in his relationship with his parents. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, I mean, it's clear we're all a mix of everybody, right? Sure. sure. That's why it works. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to say I was Kevin and dating. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Tara. Yeah. Jeez, Tara like, Reed. Tara Reed. Ooh, I yeah. had a huge crush on her. Yeah, he did it. Van Wilder. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. She's amazing. She was amazing. But um, I think if I just had to pick one, I think it's Jim. Jim. I think okay. we're all that weird. At some point in high school, you're all kind of weird and awkward and trying to find your footing. Yeah. I'm going to pivot for a minute and go a little like Finch with uh, Stifler's mom. Uh, <laughs> in a similar vein, in high school, did you have any like really hot teachers that you had a crush on? It's a theme that hmm. I ask a lot of guests. I mean, I had all my teachers were wonderful and very kind and very nice, but there definitely wasn't a teacher that I can think of that all of us were like, oh, Miss So and So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had that. So that's why I asked. Okay. We had multiple Miss So and So's. Oh, Mm -hmm. no. Like, I don't know if throughout my entire educational career there was somebody that we had a crush on. Oh, interesting. I also had college professors. Maybe my standards are just different. I don't know. I don't no, know. In they, high school, there was definitely like, cause it wasn't just me. It was like every male and probably some females. Hmm. Yeah. I, not that I can think of. Okay. You would remember. I feel like, I feel yeah. like I would. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to fast forward to your job, uh, your first on air job, which was working as I think a news reporter and videographer for checks TV. Yeah. Is that correct? Named after the cereal. I was going to ask the you, theme here. did you ever, <laughs> did you ever think of like starting a variety show that was called checks mix? <laughs> sure should have. Yeah. It's C-H-E-X, it right? Yeah. But, so in Canada, all the call letters start with C oh, probably okay. for Canada. Sure. Sure. And in the U S they all start with W. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we definitely should have had a show like that. There was yeah. a five thirty like lifestyle show, which I hosted sometimes, but it was just called news watch at five 30 yeah. because the main news show was news watch at six o'clock. Oh, so you really like, should have called it checks mix. Yeah. Although there might've been some like, l- you know, legal issues if we sure, did that. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could look into the trademark laws. We'll hit up uh, there, gimmick attorney. I, I talked to him yesterday, by did the you? way. Great. Yeah, he was with Matt Cardona. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, after that, you went on to host a show on MTV2 that was called 969. Mm. Did I say that right? Because yeah. we didn't have that here yeah. in the US. Um, so that was like an hour long sort of lifestyle, celebrity interviews, like what's going on in fashion and things like that. Who was your first interview when you started that job and how did it go? 
it was so crazy to think back about it because I just come from working at Checks TV where I was a news videographer. And so you do everything there. You're sure. the one man band, they call it. So you're shooting the stories, you're reporting the stories, you're also editing the stories and writing the stories and producing the stories. And on Sundays, I anchored the newscast. So like you're doing everything. <laughs> yes. Then I get this job where it's a national TV show. It's MTV2 Canada. And like you said, it's like a lifestyle show where we were talking about like the hottest things in like movies and music and fashion and video games. And like as we were lining up the job, and by the way, it was in Vancouver. So okay. it's the other side of the country. Sure. I packed up my car and drove 47 hours across <laughs> the country for this job. And like as we were like preparing, like, all right, it's a week away, like make sure you have all this lined up. And my boss was like calling me every day, my new boss, mm -hmm. being like, make sure that like, make sure this is ready, make sure this is ready. And she called me up one day and said, All right, we've got your first interview. So the first day you get to work, you're gonna like do the orientation, like, you know, sign all the paperwork you need to sign. Then the next day, the rapper Chingy is coming to town. Oh. And you're gonna spend the day with Chingy and you're gonna film like a day in the life of Chingy. And okay. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is right. amazing. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Logan, there was no point where I, I felt like I was like, like I didn't fit in or like I was beyond my means. Like I just felt like, oh, that sounds great. Like that's my next assignment. I'm ready for this. Yeah. And I, I spent like the entire day. We picked Chingy up from the airport and followed him through his entire day. And it was an amazing experience turned into be a, it turned out to be an amazing segment as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So for anybody listening who doesn't know, he's the guy who's saying right there. Right. Yes, correct. I like the way you do that right there, right so, there. Uh did did he he was also Holiday Inn, right? Nothing chilling. Oh, that's right. Yes. Something chilling at the Holiday With Inn. Nelly. Holiday Inn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a rapper obviously. That was good. Real good. <laughs> um so after that, you you went on to do, let's say, like, I think you did Inside Jam in Toronto. You were an entertainment reporter in multiple cities like Cleveland, Miami, um, and potentially you'll be seeing some of those in Las Vegas in the future. Why entertainment? Like, what if that about entertainment draws you in? I think that when I started as a news reporter, when mm -hmm. I was 22 years old, I just kind of went, this is a bit heavy for me. A yeah, little quote there from my favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future. <laughs> this is heavy, Doc. That just felt like heavy to yeah. be reporting on like some really serious stuff. Like I reported on like house fires and drownings and then also like, you know, the new stop sign in town. And, Correct. You know, they, and you have the to pivot fair. with like, yeah. no, like no emotional change, I feel like. And that, and that was the thing yeah. right there. You nailed it. Yeah. That I loved the ability when I did do some fun, more fun stories that I was yeah. able to show a little bit of personality. Yeah. And every time I did, I think my boss and my assignment planner would kind of like, oh, we want you to do a little bit more of that. Okay. And I would just lean into that a little bit more because when you look at a typical news station, you've got the news reporters, the news anchors, yep. and then the weather person gets to have some fun. The yeah. sports person gets to have a little bit of fun. And then the entertainment person gets to have some fun. But the news people, like not a lot no, of fun. No, no, no. So I just was, I just always loved the idea of being a personality. And I, I, originally I just wanted to be a TV host. Yeah. I was very inspired by Roger Lodge and Blind Date, the TV show Blind Date. Oh my Date. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah, that was a great show. Also it took me a like, minute, but yeah. Really inspired by Joe Rogan when he hosted Fear Factor. Yeah. And I also used to watch this show, this terrible show on the new TNN, which was Spike TV before it got rebranded. Re it was called The Ultimate Revenge. Okay. And it was not a very good show at all. The idea of like getting your friend back because, you know, they yeah. got one on you. I'm already hooked. Mm, yeah. Not a great show, but the host was so engaging and so charismatic. And he leapt through the screen with the energy that he had. 
And his name was Ryan Seacrest. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I used to... I feel yeah. like I've heard of him. Yeah. And I used to watch this show because <laughs> I thought the host was so great. And then Seacrest, I think a year later, went on to get American Idol and you know his life obviously changed from right, there. Right, right. So I just loved the idea of being able to be my personality turned up a little bit, yeah, yeah. which you couldn't do in news. Sure, sure. No, yeah, you can't report on like a murder <laughs> with that much yeah. excitement. And Thankfully, there weren't a lot of murders in Peterborough, Ontario. Sure, yeah. Maybe um, none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also well, Canada. This is, uh, I was going to say, this is <laughs> coming from my US-centric view. Uh, <laughs> I go straight to murder. There's no in-between for me. Um, you had a really, I would say, a successful like career in in those in that field, like four Emmys. Um, you w- were awarded Personality of the Year honor from the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. You interviewed people like Oprah. My wife is immediately jealous. Tom Cruise, The Rock, John Cena, Leslie Mann asked you to take your clothes off in an interview that went viral. <laughs> yeah. uh, you kind of stepped away in 2019 from those full time roles to focus on your brand, right? The Chris Chris Van Vliet brand. Chris Van Vliet brand. What was it at that point that made you say like, I'm going to go all in and take the big bet on myself? It was just that I had this YouTube channel that was continuing to grow. And a lot of it was because of the wrestling interviews I was doing, but a Mm -hmm. lot of it was just the access that we had like events like this. You know, you fly in some like very well-known people from all around the country or all around the world. They're all in one place. And I just started kind of early on grabbing a mic and grabbing a camera and going to those and just having conversations and putting them up on my YouTube channel. And I was also, you know, I had the incredible, incredible opportunity through my job to talk to some of the biggest stars in the world. But I also knew that through the old model of television, unless you were watching Channel 19 at exactly 417 on that particular Thursday, you would never see my interview with Morgan Freeman or Tom Cruise or Oprah or whomever it might be. So I just started taking those raw interviews and putting them on my YouTube channel. Just because I was like, especially when it was wrestling interviews or when Twilight was really big or The Hunger Games was really big. I was like, if you're a Hunger Games fan, you probably want to see this content. Right. So I would just throw it on my YouTube channel, hoping that other Jennifer Lawrence fans might watch the interview or other Robert Pattinson fans might see this interview. That was why I watched. Absolutely. (laughs) And then some of those interviews were getting millions of views. Yeah. And I just started to realize that as the old model of broadcasting was kind of shifting into what I like to call niche casting, where, you know, the old model of television was like you turn on the TV and you flick channels until you find something that like is good enough. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you just watch it. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, if you're like, I want to watch 98 Degrees, you know, concerts from the year 2001, you can watch those all day. I feel oh, seen. That's, that's just, there you go. <laughs> Man. So that's just a wild thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I just started to realize that they were, I was getting so much more traction from what I was doing on my YouTube channel. Yeah. I was also having a lot of outside opportunities that were being offered to me that I couldn't take because of the contract that I had in Miami at that time. And I just kind of like weighed my options. One of those, you know, one of those options at the time was AEW. They mm-hmm. were asking if I wanted to be on their very first episode of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to do that with the contract that I had. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was just kind of like, well, if I keep saying no to these other opportunities, I'm never going to really get much further ahead than where I'm at right now. And that was really, that was the bet. Okay. Because that was a huge, huge risk I was taking. Yeah. To take the security of a Monday to Friday job where I was on TV every single day to go, well, what else is beyond this? Mm -hmm. And that was really where the decision was made. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like, you have the safety of the paycheck, the, like, like you said, all of that security. 
Um, but then it's the big risk that pays off. Yeah. And I just wanted, I, I, I'm always hungry for more. Yeah. And I interviewed Tyler Perry many times and there'd be a lot of times after we do an interview, he would just say, Hey, dream bigger. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, Oh no, like things are pretty good. Like I've got this amazing job where I'm on TV every day. Mm -hmm. I've also got this side hustle where I have a fishing company cause I'm passionate about bass fishing <laughs> yes. called woo tungsten W O O exclamation mark. And he's like, yeah, but like dream bigger. Yeah. And that kind of like that just rattled around in my head a lot. Okay. And eventually I was like, he's right. So a lot of it, I really have to thank Tyler Perry yeah. for just kind of inspiring me. So when you win your next award, will he be in your acceptance speech? Maybe. Am I going to win another award? I don't You're, know. Maybe you'll win an award during this podcast. Wow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's so much. You got some Emmys so much under this table come. here? You, I mean, we have a couple sitting around. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about Insight a little bit. Uh, we have a couple minutes left in the first round. Um, it's your podcast. I think the way that I've seen it described, I'm going to read this, is obsessed with reverse engineering the mindsets and habits of world-class performers. So it's a lot of like in-depth conversations with people from a lot of different fields that are all sort of thought leaders and the best at what they do. Um, what's a lesson from that that you, and so obviously the listeners, because we're lucky enough that you get that and then share it with all of us. What, what's something that you've learned that you didn't expect to learn? Look, I selfishly do these interviews just so I can yeah. learn like, oh my gosh, how did you build this company or how did you get th this movie role or whatever? And then I want to figure out like, okay, they're at step 77. I'm at step four. What mm -hmm. are the steps between that? I think the, the biggest piece of advice that I ever received was John Cena said it in three words. And it's something that I think about literally every single day, control the controllable. There's so many mm -hmm. things in our lives that happen around us and it's so easy to freak out and get so worried or anxious about the things that we have literally no control over and control the controllable basically says like focus on what's right in front of you and what you have the control over, which is you don't have control over how other people are going to act or what other people are going to do. But what you do have control over is how you want to react to all those things that are happening. Sure. Sure. I thought for sure you were going to say household loyalty and respect. Mm. Maybe next time. The second most popular three words. Um, I'm a, as, as you may know, because you clearly have been in my YouTube search history, I'm a huge 98 Degrees fan. And on a recent interview where you had Jeff Timmons on for the second time, yeah. uh, you kind of were made like an unofficial fifth member <laughs> yeah. of the band. What a kind band, right? They, honestly, they really are. Oh, I mean, uh, I can't say enough kind things about 98 Degrees. Um what do you bring to the table as the fifth member? As somebody who's a longtime fan, I feel like we should have been consulted. Like, I'm not saying that you're not welcome, but I just want to know. I want to know what we're getting. There's not enough dark hair in 98 that's Degrees. That's so that's, that's really what I bring to the table. Okay. My, uh, my singing voice, not nearly as good as them. Really? No. My, uh, clearly not as built as Nick Lachey or definitely mm. not Jeff Timmons. So I don't bring any of that, but I bring dark hair. So okay. that's what I bring. Okay. Bring a bit a little, a little bit of that B44 LFO vibe. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. LFO was my favorite. Really? Mm, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. I uh, I I feel like they had they didn't get a fair shake. They did not. They everyone, were kind of lost in the shuffle. Everyone just thinks about Summer Girls. Every other time. Oh, a banger. Every other time. Of True course, banger. Girl on TV. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Nick, West Side Story. <laughs> to go to go back, Nick has the voice of an angel, though. Yeah. I feel like mm -hmm. really like there was a video that Vanessa posted in their car the other day when they were like on their way to in, to uh, Ellen, and just like he was just like randomly riffing some Richard Marks, and I was like, Jesus, you have to show me this after. Yeah, uh, I think it might have been in her stories, okay. so I don't, I'll just Jeez. text her. 
Damn, look at that. Jeez, you had, you had 70 other questions we didn't I get I honestly to. do, and we I didn't know. even start to talk about fishing. I have so many questions about, because I'll just say this to sort of wrap this round. Like I look, obviously I've, I like subscribe to your stuff, follow you on Instagram, all of that stuff. There's all, like, there's all of this, like, there's this mental image or, or like this image that I have of Chris. Yeah. Fishing does not fit in. I know. And I'm so intrigued. Me My father-in-law would love to sit and talk to you for like five days about fishing, I'm sure. It feels very juxtaposed. And I think yeah. that that's why I love it. Okay. I, it's the idea. Like there, I remember fishing in a tournament on Lake Erie out of Sandusky, Ohio. Okay. And literally the day before, I was in London interviewing Brad Pitt mm. and Angelina Jolie on the red carpet for a movie called World War Z. And I think I love that juxtaposed like red carpet to like I drove a pickup truck for a lot of years and had a Ranger bass boat. Like I, yeah. I love that like juxtaposed world. It's interesting. I also am like I'm just very competitive. I think you know, growing up playing baseball and hockey and wrestling, and I was also on the basketball team and volleyball team when I was younger, track and field and cross country. I just I think feel very competitive. Wow. And I love competitive bass fishing. I also love the competitiveness. Of being on a red carpet and yeah. trying to like outdo the person that's next to you. So I think that there are actually a lot of things that are very similar about those worlds. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think the thing for me is like it's fishing is a world I don't know a lot about. I mean, not, not to brag, I will show you a picture. I have fishing trophies from being a okay. child. Yeah. From the Lafrey Valley Fishing Game Club. Wow. A handful, honestly. <laughs> So I'll show you that later. Uh, but we, yeah, we'll, we're going to launch a new fishing podcast soon. So. Done. Um, awesome. We'll move on to the second round, which is the five for five round, as okay. I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored by Arby's, but it Should could be. be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we have the meats. Oh, my God. I had Ar- How many times a week do you think that I eat Arby's? Just- uh, I would hope zero. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> Usually twice. A week? A week. Wow. Yeah. I might have eaten Arby's twice in my life, but that's also, oh I didn't, didn't grow up in. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There, there's got to be Arby's in Canada. I'm pretty sure there is. We'll look into it. Okay. We'll look into it. If not, opportunity knocks. <laughs> Everybody loves the American culture. Let's spread it. Lower that life expectancy. <laughs> I mean, you know. The five for five round though, Chris, you, <laughs> I have five questions prepared for you that are a little different than the first round. You um, have the opportunity to ask me five questions. Love it. Uh, we'll like ping pong back and forth, but you're the guest. So by all means, I'll let you ask your I will ask question. the first question of yeah. you. And it's who, who would be your dream guest on Fast Friends? It, it is Nick Lachey. Oh, wow. It is 100%. Okay. Yep. Um, you know how people will say, like, why did you start the podcast? Mm-hmm. That's like that. That was my goal. Is like I want to interview Nick Lachey. You like I called it like him. the Nick Lachey podcast. Well, I tried to do like a deep dive this with uh, Love Is Blind um, this past season. I didn't watch season one when it first came out. I did binge watch it like around the holidays, and I was obsessed. Um, and then with season two coming out in February, I was like, oh, like this is maybe an opportunity to get on his radar if I like can do something very timely. Yeah. Turns out that our very first wrestling show that I've produced in 15 years was the weekend that they released season, uh, season two of the first five episodes. So I was already behind the eight ball by the time I got home Gotcha. and missed that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, here's the thing, Nick Lachey is, uh, I'm also from the Cincinnati area. So there's a lot of that. I'm sure. Um, he's just seems like super chill, you know, like very normal. Like when you watch back to like newlyweds and all of that, like, just like a normal person. He's like, he took Cincinnati with him to Hollywood, you know? Yeah. 
you, t- you asked me what was in the water in Pickering. Yeah. There's something in the water in the Midwest that just makes people just like good. Like, mm. the, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe, maybe you're <laughs> too close to the subject right now. It might be, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, since living in, I lived in Cleveland for five years, then I lived in Cincinnati for a year. Yeah. Well, I also lived in Florida for five years and now coming up on two years in California. There's definitely something like the people here are really good. They, they are. They're yeah. genuinely nice. Yes. And like in in general, I feel like set out with like good intentions most of the time. Yeah. The the majority of people, yes, let's say. I agree. Yeah. It's it's a um, you know, it's nice. I, the passive aggressiveness can be a lot, especially in a professional setting. Um, mm, wow. I see that because oh. I work in a corporate job now. in Wisconsin. So it's very passive aggressive sometimes. But uh, I don't know. I sometimes like maybe that's better than aggressive aggressive. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but Nick Lachey is my is my dream guest. Ideally, we're on like roughly episode almost fifty now. He would be episode ninety eight. Obviously, oh, wow. Obviously, yeah. He's Nick Lachey. Obviously, uh, so I'm sure he's listening. You know, he's I'm probably sure just he wait. He's probably waiting to I'll call. I'll send this episode to Jeff yeah, Tibbins. Please, please. Yeah. Jeff is also has a standing invite and okay. probably sixteen emails from me in his inbox <laughs> and saying, "Why does Logan have my email address?" <laughs> And it's because we're connected on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll take any avenue I can get. <laughs> My first question for you in this round is, what are your favorite songs from your teenage years that you still rock out to when nobody else is listening? How much time do you have? <laughs> Jeez. It's, so I'll tell you a funny story. I went and did cryotherapy recently for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I did a TV segment on it, but I did it for the first time personally. Yeah. And I went in there, and you're standing in basically this freezer yeah. for two minutes. And we could have a whole different discussion on like the benefits of cold exposure. And I actually take cold showers every day, and I'm very in- intrigued by cold plunges. Interesting. Yeah, and like Wim Hof breathing, something I do every day, the Iceman Wim Hof. If, if you don't, don't know what I'm know talking what about, look, you'll look it up, and you'll go, <laughs> oh, my gosh, amazing. So you're standing in this freezer thing for like two minutes, and they're like, what song do you want to hear? And I'm like, jeez, mm. what's, I don't know. And everybody's going to hear it that's standing within earshot. Right. Pressure. I'm like, give me Limp biscuit my way. <gasps> and they're like, okay. So I'm standing in the freezing cold. Check, 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 check out the melody. <laughs> so that's definitely one I rock out frequently. And That's the, a good one, though. The WrestleMania 17 build-up video, yeah, of course, immediately absolutely. comes to mind. Yeah. I do. Do like I, I wasn't joking about Alpha. I yeah. think Summer Girls is like a brilliant song. Oh, absolutely. You know, May Rich and Devin rest in peace, I, which is so, so sad. That's so like seriously so sad. Yeah. But I know every word to Summer Girls. Uh, I was in a band when I was in college called The The Band because there were so okay. many The Bands at the time. Okay. The Hives, The Strokes. Yeah, yeah. You know, the White Stripes. So we were The The Band. And we did like a, a rock cover. Of, of Summer Girls. I know every word to that. And of course, like uh, Blink-182. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and I'm a huge pop punk fan. Yeah. So okay. Blink-182 and Sum 41, Yellow Card, Starting Line, Hawthorne yeah. Heights, All-American Rejects, Senses Fail. I could go on and on and on. But like, that's me Okay. with all the, that music. Okay. So you had, sp- you had the spike hair. Like, do oh. you have like frosted tips? I too? did. I have, yeah. yeah, of course. I think I've seen that picture. Yeah, actually, I had frosted tips. I it. also had a blonde patch in my hair for about two weeks, which was a terrible idea. Okay. That was a big like 2006, seven thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to bring it back? Whew, nobody the wants 90s to see are coming that. back. So like, they are. it'll be back in what, like another couple of years? Well, I feel, like fro- I feel like the. They so started in the 90s for sure. They did, but. 
and for me and a lot of other people, they started as just you bleached your hair blonde. Yeah. And then eight weeks later, yeah. you had frosted tips. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like bleach blonde hair is becoming a thing again. Yeah. Yeah. You had to grow into it. It was a it was a process. Bleach blonde hair is definitely becoming a thing yeah. again. Did you use sun in? Oh, geez. It didn't work on my hair. It's too no, it dark. Didn't. But I, I tried. To. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Did it work on yours? No. Oh. No. Oh, I feel like it no. would. No. I, maybe I did it wrong too, though. Hmm. So I also my, had to kind of like sneak to do it. Oh, like yeah. my mom was not oh, into it. My mom was so mad when I dyed my hair yeah. blonde. Yeah. So mad. <laughs> and my sister, Kimberly, helped me. And like then my mom was mad at both of us. Yeah. I was like, well, mom, like doing my own thing. Yeah. And that, that, this is the part. Do you have kids? No. This is the part I'm scared about having kids. Because okay. I'm sure it's inevitable, you know. To have kids? <laughs> no, the, the part of like oh. this, this rebellious part. Like <laughs> I just did a lot of things like dyeing my hair. I got my ears pierced when I like first moved to college. Like, of course. Little things where like it, it just, it, it made my mom so upset. Yeah. And I know that like there's going to be things that my kid or kids end up doing in the future. And yeah. we can play back this episode and have them listen to it. Great. And I'm just going to be like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Chris Jr. or whatever your name is going to be. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> is it my turn to ask it is, a question? Yeah, it's the second question for you. Well, you told me yesterday that you and your wife are about to celebrate your 15th wedding anniversary. 15th in June, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys meet? <laughs> we met in college. Um, so I had the uh, classic like butt cut, like the part right in the middle, nice. you know, the bowl. Like, yeah, good um, stuff. So I, there was a... Um, she lived in the dorm, literally the dorm, because there was one building on our campus that was had dorms in it. Um, and she lived now down the hall from one of my best friends from high school. And so my best friend from high school had a picture of us from graduation. And my wife says, I don't know how, because I could show you the picture and it's not great. Um, but she's like, I saw the picture and I immediately was like, yep, that's him. Wow. Yeah. So they didn't happen right away. Like we were friends. We hung out. Um, I was very devoted to wrestling. I was married to wrestling. I wanted to work at WWE. And so I was like, that's all I want to do. Yeah. Like any free time that I had, I had like part-time jobs. And then I like worked at a local wrestling company in Cincinnati. So I literally just like filled my schedule with shit, you know, like, and so I honestly never thought of dating anyone, like having an actual relationship. Right. So, yeah. um, fast forward to like after college, she, this was the time when you couldn't take phone numbers with you. Like if you left a carrier and she, oh, yeah. um, she had at this point like moved on. Right. Like she's like, I, like we barely talked, whatever. I called her and I had a new cell phone number and she answered because people answered the phone then. And, uh, and yeah, it just like ended up working out. We like hung out and then ended up moving into a house in a threes company style situation. Cause we were all poor as hell. Um, ended up starting dating and yeah, got engaged shortly after. So we've known each other since we were 18. Wow. Yeah. So you've known each other more than half your life. Yeah. That's yeah. wow. That's amazing. And her mom used to work on campus and said the same thing. She's like, I know that they're going to end up getting married. Wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. It's a lot Thank of people you. that, you know, can't, you know, have, haven't been together for 15 years. It's a, it's a, I think people, at least when I was, when we were younger, we got married at 27, which is pretty young. But I think like in Cincinnati, it's not young. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I think a lot of people were like, what is like, you're so old, you know, like, what are you going to, and, and I think people go into it, like thinking it's going to be what you see in like a rom-com. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, like there's a lot yeah, of like, yeah. really, I'm not saying it's shitty, but like there are ups and downs. Right. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, and I'm not married, but I live with my girlfriend, Rachel, and she's amazing. 
But I think the biggest thing that people don't realize is you're a very different person at 27 than you are at 37, than you are at 47, and literally any number, like throw in any number, you're a different person. And the whole idea of being in a committed relationship with somebody is growing with them. Absolutely. Instead of going, I am this person and planting your flag and going, this is it. Correct. You know, like it or not. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of growing together, becoming, you know, like we have this, um, I've mentioned this before on an episode, but like we have this like philosophy that we call the A team and it's like, we are the A team and everyone else is like either B, C or lower. Mm. So like our parents are even like B, right? <laughs> so it's like when I have to like stop it or I'm like in a weird pickle between either set of parents and us, yeah. it's like, what's the best for the A team? Like I the two of that. us. Cause we don't have kids. We don't have pets. You know, we don't have respons- We have, I guess a little responsibility, but well, um, you have, you have tons of responsibility just not to like another living being. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah we don't have to keep anything alive besides yeah. ourselves. And yeah. we're, honestly, that's a struggle. Of you course. It's at the grocery store <laughs> or an Arby's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have a gift card actually in my bag. I'll give you, I'll I'm, give you one. You try it out for yeah, free. I think I'm okay. I just carry them around. <laughs> like instead of business cards, I have Arby's <laughs> gift cards. My second question for you, uh, on a food related note, you once played a dad in a Buffalo Wings and Rings commercial. <laughs> First, as a sidebar, Buffalo Wings and Rings, superior to every other chain mm-hmm. wing restaurant. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Like, get out of here, Buffalo Wild Wings. Obviously, more locations, so more available. Uh, Wingstop, I mean, I eat there, but it's not my choice. If I had my choice, it would be Buffalo Wings and Rings. People are like, why? I don't know why. I do appreciate that they give you actual, like, dishes. Is this a fire alarm? Oh, wow. We're, Are we having we'll a fire? Yeah, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay, guys. But that is very loud. It is. I thought yeah. it was just me for a I second. I thought it was like in the headphones. Yeah. No. Should we like... Someone open the emergency exit door. Wow. What a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can keep going. Yeah, yeah. I, just sorry for the background. Um, it'll stop, I'm sure. It should. It should. <laughs> should. It, one way or another, it'll stop. <laughs> Uh, okay. So my sidebar, obviously I do like that they give you actual plates. That's, that's what I wanted to say that it's, I'm not there just for the plates. I think the food is also better, but I appreciate having an actual plate. Um, okay. I want you to really get into the role of a dad and tell me what is your favorite dad joke? Oh my gosh. I love dad jokes. Yeah. They're great. Oh, so that was, by the way, if we can talk about this commercial briefly, that, yeah. that was when I was living in Cincinnati. I, I acted in a few different things. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I there did we go. stop. We, we predicted it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry about that. I acted in a few different things. Uh, when I was in Cincinnati, I was in a, uh, was in a furniture commercial. Mm. Oh, why can't I think of the name of the furniture company? Was it Furniture Fair? Watson's. Oh, was in a yeah. Watson's they have furniture pools commercial. and spas, uh-huh. too. I was in a Watson's furniture yeah. commercial. I was in an Ohio lottery commercial. Okay. And I was in this Buffalo Wings and Rings commercial. Yeah. And I remember going into the casting, and they were looking for, like, it was a, a mom, a dad, and then, like, two kids. Mm-hmm. And when I went into the audition, I must have been exactly what this guy was looking for, because I don't have any lines in the commercial. Right. I literally grab a wing from my quote unquote son in the commercial. Yeah. And then I like make a joke with him. That's yeah. it. Or he actually grabs the wing from me. Yeah, that's it. He grabs the wing from me, but I must've been exactly what they were looking for in terms of like hair color or complexion or whatever. Cause I got the, I got nailed the audition, which was me pretending to like eat dinner with my family <laughs> and then pretending to cheer for the game. And then the cool thing about shooting this commercial is number one, I met one of my best friends ever, Mark Borison. Okay. Who you might know cause no. he's a, like he does a lot of things in Cincinnati. Okay. And the other cool thing was 
I got to eat a ton of wings. And yeah. wings are one of my favorite foods. Yeah. They're delicious. Favorite dad joke. And I use this so frequently. What's a dentist's favorite time? Oh, I know this one because my father-in-law loves it. Do you want me to say it or do you want Tooth to? Tooth hurty. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't so want to blow, blow your it's, delivery. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh. That joke is yeah, amazing. Yeah. It Honestly, it, you know, it gets, it, it does what you need it to. It gets a laugh. Yeah. There was a, do you know who, um, you know that uh, YouTube series, Dad, How Do I? It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. yeah. He was on the podcast uh, a little bit ago and nice. I asked him about the dad joke and he said um, his favorite is, uh, my son said that he didn't understand cloning and I said that makes two of us. Yeah, that's good too. That was a good one, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, interesting. It's time for your third question for my me. My third question for you. What did you want to be when you were growing up? <laughs> At first I wanted to be a meteorologist, which is weird. Um, I was obsessed with weather. I don't know why. Actually, I do think I know why. My grandma like was obsessed with weather also. And so like when it said tornado watch, she literally meant I'm going to sit and watch for tornadoes and talk about how a tornado is coming to kill us all. <laughs> and uh, my grandma lived with us. And um, and so I think like we spent both of my parents worked, So like we were there with her a lot. And uh, so there was a lot of times like after school and stuff. And so I think I like just became fascinated with weather. Mm. Uh, but then I realized I'm not good at science. So I switched that really quickly. Uh, and my parents used to say, you should be a lawyer because you like to argue. And so I would say, like, I want to be a lawyer, but then I didn't want to be a lawyer. Uh, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to write uh, for WWE. Like, that was it. You still can. I, I don't think I want to anymore. Yeah. Um, I did go through, like, some of the process of, like, submitting samples and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, you know, I think, at, and I did that, like, at a much smaller level, like, until I was probably 25. And it was great. It was, like, the great, greatest period like i don't say professionally i I didn't get paid uh but it was it was amazing yeah so you got to the point where it wasn't just you submitting an application they they got back to you and said logan let's see some writing samples yeah oh wow i submitted writing samples um they they were impressed but did not offer me a job is what it said in the letter hmm uh but you know like one of the weird things and I, i don't know if i've actually said this in real life um, on this podcast. So John Moxley came through HWA as a trainee. Mm. I am the one that gave him the name John Moxley. Really? Yes. What? It was a terrible character, that his first character. But the name John Moxley carried forth, it was obviously inspired by like Varsity Blues. Wow. Yeah. Because he was in a football-themed t- uh, tag team that was called Necessary Roughness. I didn't say my writing was good, Chris. I just said I wrote. I don't know if people know this about John Moxley. It's in his book a little bit. That's he touches on it, but he like random (laughs) and I haven't seen him in a hundred years. Right. So like, I don't expect that. I didn't expect like a shout out in the book, but like he randomly like says like somebody just gave him that name and he like attributes another wrestler to it. But it was actually me because I was writing RTV at HWA at the time. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I did see him in Dallas, like back in 2016. Uh, it took him a minute to like remember me. He was also drinking at the time. I was drinking at the time. Uh, but got a great picture where we both looked terribly drunk. Uh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, that was the last time I actually like got to see him and like talk to him and hang out. When, do you not drink anymore? No, I quit five years ago. Wow. Six, almost six. So that'll be question number four. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. Okay. And I guess I do that. It's, I yeah. write like comedy. I write stuff for this. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I write really great PowerPoints at work. Nice. Yeah. My third question for you is what's your favorite family tradition? Hmm. There's so many. 
I think it's Christmas dinner. Okay. At the Van Fleet residence okay. in Pickering, Ontario. <laughs> My parents still live in the same house that I, I grew that. up in. They bought that house before I was born. So that was the house that I grew up in. And my parents have always been really big on the family, family values of being together, mm-hmm. especially for major holidays. So no matter where I am in the world, no matter what I've been doing with my career, I'm always home for Christmas. And when I was living in Canada, it was always home for Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that's my favorite Christmas tradition of just Christmas, even it's still at this age. It's wake yeah. up, it's go open the stockings. Yeah. And then we we cinnamon rolls for breakfast because are they, are they homemade? No, they're like the Pillsbury ones, but that's part of the tradition as yeah. well. No, I love it. And then we go and open the presents under the tree after that, and then we start creating the feast. Yeah. And my mom is so good at making a turkey. I love that. So it's the turkey, it's mashed potatoes, it's green beans, it's corn, it's. She makes an amazing gravy as well. That's my favorite tradition. It's just like, especially with, and you know this, the older you get, you just feel like there's a lot more noise in your life, Mm -hmm. just from just all different avenues. Yeah. And it's just nice for that day to just be with the people that you love the most in the world. So that's it for me. Can I ask you a follow-up question to that? Yeah. Are you scared of like, if you were to get married, like would that that would change? Like a lot of traditions end up evolving based on like introduction of family members or whatever. I don't know if your sister's married or yeah. like and has her family there yeah, or if she, she still does. comes. Yeah. So my sister, she lives in Calgary. Okay. I live in California. My right. parents are still in Pickering. Yeah. So we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. I I would I would like to think, I hope that everybody comes to us. Okay, so in that, L.A. Yeah, that Christmas then becomes like we have... I mean, look, it's California in December. Yeah, can't beat it. Uh, right, it's better than... Calgary's great, but I don't, you know, I think there's right. better weather in California in December. Yes. So I would hope that when Rachel and I get married, that it'll be like we have a house, then everybody comes to us. So that's my sister and her family, her husband and... Um, my niece and nephews and then my mom and dad and then Rachel's mom and boyfriend. I would hope that everybody comes to us. Oh, okay. So her family's coming too. That's what I would hope. Okay. I, I just want, yeah, that's, okay. look, I haven't talked to Rachel about this. Probably yeah. should. Sorry, yeah. honey. <laughs> <laughs> I just think in a perfect world, I mean, that's sure. That's a lot of people in a house, but I think that in a perfect world, that would be so nice to have everybody in one place. Yeah. It becomes really hard as you grow, which is why I'm asking. Like we have, because we have struggles with ours. Um, and it's not, we don't even have giant families. Like on both of our families, like Liz and I don't have kids. Her youngest brother and his wife don't have kids. My youngest brother and his wife don't have kids, but our middle brothers both have kids and wives. And it becomes incredibly complex to try to like figure out when everybody can be together. And it almost starts to feel like forced, especially depending on the ages of the kids. Yeah. Right. So like, it's very different when the kids are like zero to three. Sure. Then like, I don't know, three to seven or eight it's just it's very different with everything that's going on in their lives too yeah because you're their hero until about like 12 or 13 and then they're like you're not you're not cool anymore i can't wait to go pierce my ear yeah (laughs) that's right uh well keep me posted on how that evolves if you need just remember the a team is what you need to so i'm i'm 
without getting like too personal, I'm just curious, what made you decide to stop drinking for question number four? Oh, sure. Yeah. I had a drinking problem, <laughs> well, um, but that takes a lot to admit. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, I worked in advertising for a long time, like at advertising agencies where drinking is commonplace. And, um, there are a lot, like there's a lot of, uh, influx of younger people working, right? Like every year we get like a crop of like new talent in the agency and so like here I was feeling like a grandpa because I was like in my thirties and these kids are, I say kids, they're all like 24, you know, whatever. Right. Those are very different places in life. And in advertising agencies, you work a lot. And so that's why all the, they're always like, we have a ping pong table and we have a keg. It's like, yeah, cause you don't get to go home. Yeah. Like you're at work all the time. And so it becomes common that like, you know, it's five o'clock, five 30. I'm going to start like, I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to, I have a bottle of vodka sitting on my desk, like whatever. And, um, being in Chicago, everything is, do you want to go out for dinner? Do you want to go out for drinks? Do you want to go out for brunch? That's and a big bottomless mimosas. Thing. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And so I had um, a couple of things happen, like uh, a series of events where I like b- would black out and, uh, and not know. So like the next morning, my wife would be like, do you remember like you literally like fell over or whatever? And I was like, no, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I had like one night that was very disastrous. It was like very cold. I planned on going to a happy hour for one drink, um, left all of my stuff at the office, didn't have a coat. Like I was so incredibly, incredibly hung like incredibly hammered, um, was stumbling around the city without a coat at like two in the morning, left my phone in an Uber. It was a disaster. Mm. You know, like all the things that could have gone wrong went wrong. My wife wakes up, can't get a hold of me. I'm missing. She's freaking the fuck out. And to Mm. see like the effect that it had on her, was insane, you know? So that so like, was the moment. That was the moment. I came home and she literally was like, she didn't say anything that night because obviously, you know, it was a rough night. Yeah. But when I finally got home, like the next morning, she's like, I can't keep doing this. Wow. And I was like, I can't keep doing this either. And so it was literally like, I'm just not going to drink anymore. Yeah. Well, I think everybody has a relationship with alcohol. Or I should say most people have a relationship yeah. with alcohol. And if I think for a lot of people, like it's part of office culture, yeah. like, let's grab a drink. Happy after, hour. Yeah. Yep. Right. Happy hour. Or if you're in sales, it's a lot of like meeting yep. with clients, like kind of like greases the wheels a little bit. Yeah. Tailgating, especially here in the Midwest is a yeah. huge part of that culture. And it's funny how you make the shift. Like a lot of people drink in college, yeah. right? Like that's a big part of just the college culture Yeah, is like drinking, you know, to have fun. Something happens in your 20s where you kind of evolve out of like, oh, I don't need to drink all the time to have a great time. And I'm just I'm always curious about like what everybody's story is, because I had a a conversation with Big Cass on my podcast Mm -hmm. who got clean and like, you know, is in the best shape of his life now. It looks amazing. And but it was amazing and interesting to hear his story of like you realize, okay, I got to I got to change. Yeah. Yeah. It, for me, it was, uh, it was that it was seeing like how much it was like at that point, it wasn't affecting just me. Yeah. It was affecting us. It was affecting her. It's affecting the A-team. Yeah. A-team. <laughs> gotta, ch- gotta change. I just keep thinking of the Ed Sheeran song. The A-team. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's our theme music. We're working <laughs> on. Uh, um, <laughs> my fourth question for you is what is the legacy that you want people to remember about you after you're gone? We're getting deep yeah, in the I, second round. I don't really think about legacy. No. I think I, what I think about is what is, what is this going to be in this exact moment right now? I, I, I've been trying to be so present mm. about like 
like living in this moment and being appreciative for what we have right now. Like what we're doing right now is so rare. Not podcasting because podcasting is not rare anymore. Correct. Correct. <laughs> the best thing about podcasting is anybody can do it. And the worst thing about podcasting is anybody can do it. But the fact that you and I are sitting here right now for an hour having a conversation and not looking at our phones, we're not, you know, talking to other people like you and I are just having a conversation one on one. Yeah. I think it's so rare. So I, I and it's funny because I just asked Tom Cruise this question. I just asked. I just posted <laughs> this when I interviewed Tom Cruise. I said, What do you want your legacy to be? And he's like, I don't really think about legacy. Just like and I agree with his answer. I just want to do things that are interesting to me, mm-hmm. things that drive me. My definition of success is waking up every day excited for what you're gonna do. Whether that's a work thing or that's a, something in your personal life, being excited for what you have in front of you. And then when you go to bed at night, being proud of what you've accomplished. Yeah. And that for me is if I could do that every single day, I think that you've lived a great life. And it's going to build a legacy unintentionally. Perhaps. Sure. <laughs> like, I got to tell you, it, it, it's, it is such an honor to have these people walk up to me at the convention and say like, that interview you did with this person like really meant something to me or this interview got me through a tough time. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Because you do this in a bubble. Yeah. Like here, like you and I are sitting here right now with two microphones in front of our face in an empty room. And it's amazing to think that this goes out to, you know, all the people that are going to be listening to this. Yeah. And I think about that all the time when you're in a TV studio and it's just you and a co-host and like a floor director and a camera operator. And you're like, oh yeah, but on the other side of that camera is like, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Or like sometimes I do an interview where it's me and somebody in a hotel room and I'm recording these on my iPhone with microphones and millions of people (laughs) are seeing the video that I created with my iPhone. Right. Like you create it in such a vacuum that you don't even realize sometimes that it's going to be seen by all these people. So I think that if you start to think about like, how is this going to affect the future? How's this going to affect somebody else's life? I think you've gone too far into the weeds with it. Mm. And it's like, what does this mean in this exact moment right now? Mm. I love that. Yeah. It's it's a nice pivot, like of of how to like look at things. My fifth question for you. I'll ask you the question that I end every podcast episode with. Because I love gratitude. I said it this morning when I woke up. Three things in my life that I'm grateful for. I say it out loud every day. When I wake up and before I go to bed. So what are three things in your life, Logan, that you're grateful for? Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I am grateful, most grateful for my wife. Uh, she is like the, my best friend, like literally every single thing that happens. She's the first person I want to tell, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if she listens to these. <laughs> we'll she we'll find out. Part. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely grateful for her. Like there's no way that I'm like getting teary. Love There's it. no way like uh, that uh, anything that I've done in the last like 10 years would have ever happened without her support. So um, the second thing, this sounds really maybe, I don't know, tra- I, don't, I don't know what the word is I'm trying to think. Um, especially right now, I'm very, very thankful for a, an amazing job and career that like gives me the stability economically, right? Like when you look at all the things going on around the world, like it's it's nice to be able and I think I mentioned this to you yesterday a little bit, like we didn't grow up with a ton of money. So like I have that moment every single time that I fill up my gas tank 
that I'm thankful that I can pay for that gas yeah. because I used to not be able to, yeah. you know? So that's the second thing. The third is probably Arby's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third, honestly, I don't know if people realize this. I really enjoy this podcast because of the same thing like you said. It, it's, I like to try to seek out guests that I like and want to learn about and learn from. Yeah. It's given me amazing opportunities. Like when I stop, I'm only like 50 episodes in and I can like stop and rattle off things that have happened. And again, it's all been virtual, but like, it's insane, right? Like you're yeah. like all the opportunity that's come from it and like weird conversations and like things that I've gained. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I so. think the thing that I love about the world is just like someone referred to this as a game of tag. It's like if this person knows this person, well then you could then be connected to this person. Oh yeah. And that's kind of how this world is. Yeah. And especially with like when we're in that convention hall, mm -hmm. the amount of people are in there, like it's so, insane. Yeah. Like, it's even insane to be sitting at a table next to, like, Johnny Drip Drip. Yeah. And, like, having weird, like, random conversations with him. Yeah. You know, because it's like, I watched you on Tough Enough. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. And then like, on you the other side moments. of us was Shark Boy. Yeah. Yes. I have a whole, that's, that's a separate podcast. I have a, I have a history with Shark Boy as well. Oh, wow. He doesn't remember me, which is great. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll fill you in on that off there. My last question for you. Because you, um, I think, not, not I think, your positivity is contagious, I feel like. Um, but what, what is something that makes you feel unsure about yourself? Well, thank you for the compliment <laughs> about the Before positivity. I try to exploit your... <laughs> that makes me unsure about myself? Yeah, or like, what do you like doubt? Like, what are you like, oh, I wish, I don't know. Like, yeah, what do you, what's, you have to have something that you're like, oh, I wish this, or I don't know, right? I'm trying to flip like, <laughs> I'm trying to get under the hood of the positivity of touch. So like, what's my pet peeve? <laughs> no, like, uh, specific to you. Okay. So you're like, um, I, this is not a, like, I really wish that I. Oh yeah, sure. I'll give you one sure, right sure. now. <laughs> I, it's something that I've worked on for many years. I just wish that like, I feel like there's times that I wish I had more patience. Mm. Like someone will say something or do something and. I like immediately like take it personally and it could be like something as, as innocuous as like someone like walking slowly at the airport, yeah. you know, like, or they do that thing where they stop in front of you to like, look at the board and you're like, hey, what's going on? I almost bumped into you. Right. I think that there's those moments where I just wish that I would be a little bit more patient and I've worked on it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, do you know the book, the four agreements? No. So the four agreements is, it's a fascinating book and I recommend it to anybody, but it's four simple agreements. And if you can do these every single day in every aspect of your life, you'll just live a better life. And it's don't take anything personally. Always do your best. I got to look this up. I don't want to, I don't want to like butcher it so I can, uh, I want to make sure I get it right here. But if you can live your life by the, these four agreements and the, like the big one for me is like that idea of don't take, don't take anything personally. So be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. And they sound so simple. Yeah. And also so, so complicated. So hard, yeah. yeah. So that's, I think, a big one for me. It's just like, that's in conversations with people. That's in professional settings. That's in personal settings. That's with complete strangers. That's with the you know the cashier at Arby's that gets yeah. your order wrong at the drive-through. You know, yeah. it's always the, they always get you the drive-through. Yeah, because you don't notice till you've driven away and you're Correct. like, oh, 
What a rookie move, Chris. We check the bag before we leave. Oh, wow. We're pros in our house. It's a veteran maneuver. We actually have this thing. I'll have to show it to you. It's a thing that clips onto your vent for you to hold dipping sauce in. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you sit there while they've given you the bag of food and you go... Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. That does have double mustard on it. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was no onions. Perfect. Okay. Now let me look at this one. You're holding up. So you're the reason those lines are so long. Sure. Wow. Yeah. But I would say that we, so two things I would say most of the time it's a, an inventory count. So it'll be like, oh yeah, we should have like two sandwiches, yeah. one order of fries, yeah. whatever. Right. So like my wife is usually, cause she's the one that is in the passenger seat usually. So she'll do that. If there's like a special like order, yes, we will absolutely like open it and be like, no, there is no mushroom. There's nothing worse than being like no mushrooms, please. And then taking that first bite because you're so hungry. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, mushroom. Because mushrooms you also can't really pick off easily. If it's like lettuce, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll scrape that off. I'm, you you know, know, the worst is uh, when you say no onions at McDonald's mm. and their onions are like those sh- tiny little shredded onions. Yeah. You're like, well, now it's tainted. Yeah. Because they're a little wet. It's yeah. almost like onion mm-hmm. paste. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of the second round. We'll move on to the third round, which is you the Fast Friends Fortune. T- I didn't? No. Wait. I, was, I started. I started with the question asking. So you only asked me four questions. I did? Mm-hmm. I asked you five. Favorite songs, Buffalo Wild Wings, or Buffalo Wings and Rings, Family Tradition, Legacy. No, that's, I got you five. What was the fifth question? The one about, like, what do you feel oh, unsure right. you about yourself? Yeah, okay, yeah. No, it's all right. It's yeah, all right. right. I was like, Phew. Thank you. My math skill is not great. So <laughs> I was like, mine. oh, my God. Uh, we'll move on to the third round, which is okay. the Fast Friends Fortune Teller. I have this custom printed fortune teller, um, which is amazing. Okay, I can't wait. It, look how small it is, too, right? Like, it's so tiny. Uh, but I'll ask you a series of questions that will reveal an activity that we'll end okay. with. You need so, to explain this to the people. What do you even call that? Because we had these when we were growing up. It is a fortune teller or a cootie catcher in some areas. So it's, it's like, like the, the little f- paper the thing. paper folding thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. so... I'll first, so in all of these questions, you should assume that you and I are on a road trip together. Okay. You have the sauce thing clipped in the vent. Okay. You're ready to get, you're in the passenger seat though. Yeah, so I don't trust, <laughs> I don't trust your driving. Wow. That means I get to choose all the music though. Okay. Yeah. So far we're, we're still, so that's a great, okay. uh, that's a great, uh, what's the segue? Uh, so the first question is we, I ask you to start a boy band playlist on your Spotify and would you pick the first song from One Direction? These are only like... You know, like LFO is not on here. I'm sorry. It's okay. One Direction, Backstreet Boys, 90 Degrees are in sync. And don't try to just say it. I'm going to go Backstreet Boys. Okay, yeah. Yep. Okay. We only do BSB for them. Okay. Because, you know, it would take forever. BSB. We stopped for a snack at a gas station. Out of these four, would you pick Cheez-Its, Corn Nuts, Milk Duds, or Sour Patch Kids? Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. S-P-K. Okay. Okay, so the third is we stop in an exit further down the road. We go through a drive through you got to check the bag when we're done. So that may impact your answer. Do you want us to go to Burger King, Arby's, Wendy's, or McDonald's? Oh, my gosh. I know. Do you feel your, your blood pressure rising? I, oh, wow. I, although I, I was going to say I haven't eaten fast food in so long, but I ate in and out recently. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, you know, that seems like. I just had the fries. Let me look at the. Let me look at the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Wendy's? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Wendy's. All right. We'll go under Wendy's. They have a they have a good chicken sandwich. I don't eat a lot of hamburgers anymore. Okay. Yeah. Just not meat at all. No, I eat meat. I okay. Love chicken. I eat chicken far too often. Okay. Actually, there's no such thing as too much chicken. <laughs> okay. Now what? Uh, underneath Wendy's is the game Truth or Dare. Ooh. So I have, and I want you to choose carefully because I have a question and then I have a dare, and uh, you can pick and I'll tell you what it is and then. 
Okay. We'll go from there. I'll go truth. All right. <laughs> the truth is, what's the most scandalous photo in your cloud? Scandalous photo in my cloud. Mm -hmm. I won't ask you to see it. So I guess you could really lie, but <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of different directions you could go with this answer yeah, too. You can. Huh. I mean, there's definitely some photos where like I just don't look like me. Like I feel like especially during quarantine with the, the hair that we had and the beards that we grew. That's not very scandalous though, but it would definitely be a photo that if I posted people would be like, Ooh, yeah. That guy off brand. Yeah. So that doesn't sound very scandalous. It's not scandalous. Look, I've, I've taken the obligatory LA fitness mirror selfie. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Anytime you see a photo of literally any wrestler, bodybuilder, fitness person where you can see the brown lockers in the background, yeah. that is an LA fitness. Yeah. 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 So I definitely have, I definitely have those where like, you know, there was a point actually, this is an interesting story. I interviewed Will Ospreay like 2020. Amazing. Right. Yep. And he's gotten really big. Mm -hmm. Like he went from being pretty lean to being like now, like I think he's like two thirty. Mm -hmm. And I was really inspired by that. And I was, I, I've always like wanted to, I've always been kind of lean my whole life, but I've always been inspired by the idea of like, well, what if I could bulk up and like look a little bit bigger? So I put on like 20 pounds of like muscle mass slash like, a lot of carbs mm -hmm. in a pretty like relatively short period of time, maybe three months. I put on like 20 pounds and there's definitely photos of me in the gym being like, here's what I look like at this size. And I, I definitely look with clothes on looked like big and bulky, but with, you know, in the LA fitness mirror <laughs> selfie, I don't know if it's scandalous, but I definitely look like, you know, not, not something I'd be proud to post. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I love that. I love that. But that, that ties into the whole, like, I don't think any of us looked our best during the peak of quarantine. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, and you know what? Sometimes still now I'm like, I can't believe that I go out of the house looking like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I look at interview clips sometimes when like haircuts were illegal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, huh? Yeah. I should have just wore hats for a yeah. few months. Yeah. Jeez. Well, this is the moment, Chris, uh, the friend request. We've been building to this the entire time. So in the vein of Facebook, uh, Chris Van Vliet, Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request. Based on our time that we've spent together, would you confirm or delete the friend request? Ooh. What app is this on? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it could be on Facebook. It could be... <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude. We are friends. Look. So, look at this. We're going to have yeah, a Oh, my God. We're... We're doing we're in the same room. We're doing a. Well, I don't know how to do this. We're I was doing never a cool. handshake here. What is? I don't know. We just invented <laughs> because we're we're fast friends now. We are fast. Friends. We just did a special handshake. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly. Yeah, thank you. Great this was to great. get to talk to you. Uh, do you want to tell people where? And obviously, we'll put it in the show notes. But like, where can they find you if they don't already know you or follow you? Well, wherever they're listening to this, they can find my podcast yes. Insight with Chris Van Vliet. And then on social media, it's just my name at Chris Van Vliet V L I E T. Yeah. Yeah, and you have what, like, I think almost 340 episodes of Insight. Yes. Yeah. 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 So many more to come. And subscribe to CVV Clips on YouTube. Thank you. It's the fastest growing YouTube channel it's in this room <laughs> in that Indianapolis. Is a fact. I don't know about that. <laughs> it might be. It, it might, might be. be. We'll check that. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. 
And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.